0: This is Game Set Match Kentucky, episode 26, recorded from live video on Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, entitled So Long, Stacy." Hey, everybody. It's time for another episode of Game Set Match Kentucky, where we talk about all things related to the Central Kentucky Tennis Series and maybe a whole lot more that you've never asked for. This is Tuesday, September 21st. I'm Chris Godby, the chairman and one of the founders of the CKTS, where the lines are good and sandbagging is for golf. I'm here at the CKTS home office in Russell Springs, back with me today from an undisclosed area near Bowling Green. Is the director of one of our CKTS tournaments, as well as a tennis coach at South Warren High School, Chad Young. Welcome. I haven't seen you since we made bad U.S. Open picks on the last program.
1: I don't even remember how bad they were, but uh, it was a pretty unpredictable tournament. So, uh,
0: well, we both had no, Ash Barty winning mean. the women's, and we had Djokovic no, winning but, the men's. We were pretty close well, on Djokovic, the, on yeah, the Djokovic,
1: Djokovic came close, but uh, but I don't think anybody expected. Radha you to win the women's tournament.
0: Right. Well, today on this, uh, episode, oh, we've got another guest that I'm going to introduce to you in just a moment. But today on this episode of Game Set Match Kentucky, we're going to look at the results of the 2021 Glasgow Open. We do have a challenge, the call question. Uh, we'll look at a little bit of what's coming up in tennis around the area also. But, uh, we have sponsors today. Uh, Chad, tell us about Vision Cabinet Source.
1: Oh, well, we're doing that right off the bat. I wasn't quite ready for that, but uh, let me, let, let, I thought that was going to come a little bit later in the show, but uh, how about you take the first one? I'll, I'll do the second one. But that could Okay. That All up right. That you and I'll tell you about that.
0: family medical centers. How about that? All family right. medical centers is a community health center with more than 135 locations and has been providing healthcare. Whoa. I just hit my keyboard and lost my place. <laughs> it's live. The whole thing scrolled to the bottom of the document. All right, let's try again. Take two. Family Medical Centers is a community health center with more than 135 locations and has been providing healthcare to Kentuckians for over a decade. We have Adair Family Medical Center at 937 Campbellsville Road in Columbia. Their phone number is 270-384-2770. They feature a physician, a nurse practitioner, and a licensed clinical social worker. They also have a walk-in clinic called First Choice Immediate Care at 197 Will Walker Road in Columbia. The phone number there is 270-384-9981. Also, Adair County Schools features Healthy Kids clinics. So if you're looking for a medical home, make the clinics of family medical centers your first choice. They provide primary care, school-based health care, behavior- behavioral health services, oral health services, telehealth and both pediatric and OBGYN specialty care for a complete list of locations and providers check out their website at cfmcky.com There's and, this,
1: the podcast you know, and uh, this podcast is also sponsored by vision cabinet source a kitchen and bath cabinet supplier that ships all over the united states and has for over a decade you're building a new home or renovating your existing home, Vision Cabinet Source can provide you with classic cabinet styles that are well built and affordable. They've many different painted and stained lines of cabinets that are stocked at their warehouse in Campbellsville, and making these beautiful cabinets. They have a 17-step finishing process that assures top quality craftsmanship. Go online and look at their styles and designs for yourself and you'll agree that they do great work at an affordable price. Check them out on their website, visioncabinet.com, or you can call 270-465-3222 and tell them you heard about Vision Cabinet Source right here on Game Set Match Kentucky.
0: Thank you, Chad, and thank you to our sponsors. Well, uh, we've got several things to discuss tonight, but we have to begin with our friend Stacy Crowley's departure from US. Uh, from USTA Kentucky. So I want to thank her so much for joining us on short notice. stacy has been with USTA Kentucky for seven plus years as the manager of community tennis. She's also the staff liaison for the Community Development Committee and the Diversity and Inclusion Committee. She works with 22 plus community tennis associations across Kentucky and manages all USTA grants uh, that are awarded through the state. Everybody, please welcome Stacy Crowley to the program tonight. Hello. Hi, hey,
2: thank Stacey. you for having me. Hey, Chad.
0: Stacy, how did you get involved with USTA Kentucky? What's your tennis background?
2: Well, um, it's kind of funny because I have a nonprofit background. So when I graduated college, I served in AmeriCorps for a couple years. Um, and if you don't know what AmeriCorps is, it's like the domestic Peace Corps. So I worked with families that were low income and helped them secure housing and things like that. Um, and as my time with AmeriCorps was ending, I was looking for another job and I played tennis in high school. So I saw an opening at USTA Kentucky and decided to apply. And, um, that's kind of the, the end of the story from there.
0: In your seven plus years, uh, with USTA Kentucky, what changes have you seen in community tennis? I mean, this is a chance for you to brag on the improvements that you've made, uh, or just, or seriously, just any uh, changes that you've seen with tennis in general, not just necessarily community tennis.
2: Sure. Well, um, you know, over the years, I feel like I have really um, benefited from getting to know the community tennis uh, organizations and programs across our state. And I can say, um, in some ways there is a a positive that came from the pandemic in the sense that it brought a lot of people to the tennis courts and, um, returning players and new players. And, um, that was a big, uh, that was a big call to our community tennis providers to help provide them with programs and resources, um, as people got out on the courts. And I've just seen every, it's, uh. It's a USTA acronym, Community Tennis Association, CTA, Rise to the Occasion, and just brings so many opportunities for beginners and for returning players, for social leagues, for um, more advanced opportunities, and um, of course, all the junior and kid play. So, um, I just feel really fortunate to have gotten to witness that over the years, the Building of those CTAs, their leadership, and then now watching the fruit of it as they serve these millions of players that are coming to the courts at the United States. So, well,
1: did you Stacey, find that? Go ahead, uh, I'm sorry. Did you no. find that um, it was difficult for um, what I would call tournament players? and even league players in USGA to really understand the value of the CTAs and, and what role um, they play in the tennis community?
2: You know, I think that, that Chad, that's a really good question. I feel like the um, CTAs don't get enough credit for all that they do. Um, and it's. I don't think it's a lack of appreciation. I think a lot of times it's a lack of knowledge. Um, about what a community tennis association is you guys are both involved with them so you know there's a there's a board there's board meetings there's financials and annual reports and all this administrative headache and um, I have learned over the years that there's a lot of opportunity to educate adult league players and tournament players on just the heavy lifting that CTAs do to really make tennis accessible in their community so I, I think that's a great point. And I hope that that's what we can continue to do at USDA Kentucky is bring that knowledge and education because it only builds community tennis.
0: <laughs> and I understand your position has already been filled.
2: It has. Yes. Do, would you like me to yeah. elaborate? Tell Sure. Us. Uh, well, we are super fortunate um, because in our own office, we have, um, Maddie Natouris, who's been with USTA Kentucky for three and a half years. And I really could go on and on about Maddie, so I will just try to be brief. Um, She started as a junior imperative um, grant position with USTA Kentucky, and she just took anything that was given to her and she ran with it. And she's built a lot of awesome school programs and park programs and worked across the state to um, to build the school programs for tennis. So I think she will be an excellent, um, fit and I'm excited for, you know, her moving forward. I feel, you know, I feel like the CTAs and the community tennis is in good hands. So, yeah.
0: Well, Stacy, you have helped me, uh, with the Central Kentucky Tennis Series so much for the last several years that, that you've been, um, uh, working there. You've, uh, reached out and, and uh, tried to, uh, uh, you've been proactive, uh, in fact, mm-hmm. in, um, giving me ideas and, um, things to, um, opportunities, I guess. And mm-hmm. you've been extremely patient. We're going to miss you a lot, but what are you going to miss? Um, what are you going to miss most about working at USDA Kentucky?
2: I think this is so easy for me. Um, across the board, it's the people, uh, If you haven't gotten to know our USTA Kentucky staff, you should get to know them. Um, They are a hardworking bunch and they are um, dedicated to serving the folks of Kentucky for tennis. Um, So that's at the staff level, but then I get to work with all these amazing volunteers and I've built these amazing relationships over the years with uh, folks that just really love tennis and love people and it's, it's evident so it's a really fun job and i will definitely miss that and those conversations like i have with you chris where i'm mm-hmm. trying to get you to apply for a grant or yeah. think that there's an opportunity that you might really uh, be interested in or you know just it's endless i i will miss chatting with all the ctas yeah i'm sure they will they will feel their phones are a little quiet for a bit but <laughs> it'll pick back up so yeah
1: i think chad has no, another no, question DCR. Yeah, I'll echo uh, what Chris said about how um, valuable a resource uh, Stacy has been and, and all the USDA staff I mean we were uh, we were a CTA that really had a, a struggle for leadership at one point in time and, and the USDA was very uh, helpful in, in trying to um, to to help us find uh, get the community involved and um, get uh, potential people to to help kind of revitalize uh, soy tennis and uh, and then with the indoor facility uh, that they're they're finishing you know the it was a big help in in, in providing guidance and direction. Um, I guess my question to you Stacy is um, you know what kind of growth um, have we seen in some of the other I guess rural parts of the state um, you know uh, Louisville and, and Lexington get a lot of attention but how much growth have you seen and in, in what ways have you seen growth? uh, in the different CTAs throughout the state?
2: Sure. Um, well, I feel like since there's 22 CTAs, I could literally go through and tell you the ways that I've seen each of them grow, but kind of a bigger picture way to look at it is the, um, the CTAs have rallied for their communities in terms of their facilities. Um, there are some really, uh, great tennis courts that were dilapidated and ready to be turned into, a parking lot, not, not what else, what else you might have thought I was going to say, parking lot or, um, you know, be utilized for something else. And there's been advocacy and, and rallying for facilities um, in rural parts of the state, but then also um, programs too. And that's my favorite. One of my favorite parts of my job is just watching all of that build very slowly. So it might start with a high school tennis coach that, just loves um, loves what they do and wants to build their high school team. So they start elementary school leagues, and then that feeds into their middle school. And so it just keeps progressing, and I've seen that in, um, in all types of areas in Kentucky. Um, and I've seen really small grants be utilized in really big ways. So a $500 grant may not seem like a lot, but I've seen people take that and Really creatively create a lot of opportunity in their community. So,
0: for sure. Well, Stacey, thanks again. Uh, are you going to hang with us for a while? We're going to go through some scores and yep. and uh, challenge the call question.
2: Oh yeah, I'm so, excited. Let's do all it. All right,
0: let's um, let's look at some results from the 2021 Glasgow Open. This uh, occurred over Labor Day weekend. And there was actually some rain uh, that pushed play into uh, the actual Labor Day Monday. And uh, not everyone could play on that day. And technically, the following Saturday was the the actual makeup day. So uh, the tournament, I think, is basically finished. I do have a couple of missing scores we're going to run into here um, as we go through these results. But uh, let's take it away here, starting with uh, women's Open singles. Uh, This was just a, a championship match. And uh, Ali Salee wins it 6-1, 4-6, 11-9 in the super tiebreaker over Amber Wolf from
1: Shepherdsville. Chad? In uh, boys 12 and under singles, um, we had a round robin, and it looks like we do have one match that wasn't played. Right. But, looks uh, incomplete. Yeah. So, uh, so far, uh uh, was a winner over um, Miles Mudd, 6-3 and 6-1. And then Carter Bernard, or I should say uh, uh, it was Miles Mudd beating Carter Bernard, 6-0, 6-1. So you have Reece Spalding, 1-0. Uh, Miles Mudd is 1-1 and Carter Bernard is 0-1. So I guess there they're going to have to finish this. A, a, yeah. yeah, not a <laughs> champion determined yet.
0: And it may be finished. It's just possible that we did not get the score yet and put it in the system. So this is boys 15 and under singles. And in that final, it was Brayden Johnson defeating Tyler Sherrod, 6-1, 6-4. In boys 18
1: and under doubles um, in the final, it was uh, Jackson Donovan and Ben Hansen. Uh defeating Lally and Plutz, I'm, I'm guessing, Uh in a Sounds super good. tiebreaker. They lost the first set, 7-5, won the second, 6-4, and then won 10-5 in the super tiebreaker.
0: In boys 18 and under singles, it was Jake Taylor taking the title over Seth Thomas, 7-5, 6-1.
1: In girls 15-and-under singles, it was Addison McFaul defeating Parker Lally 6-4 and
0: 6-3. In girls 18-and-under doubles, the team of Stowbaugh and Martin defeated Lally and McFaul 6-1, 6'3.
1: In girls 18-and-under singles, uh, there was a win by retirement. Uh, so Eva Clark was the winner over Aaron riney in the final via a retirement. And in the parentheses, it says, I believe that's personal, personal circumstance. circumstance. Yeah, PC you know, personal means personal circumstance, circumstance when you see that as a as a walkover. It's, it's, it's not politically correctness. No, <laughs>
0: No, not in this case. So what happened, and this is not the only time we'll see a result like that for this tournament. Again, because of rain and because it's pushed into Monday pushed into Saturday the, the following week. There are some people who just simply could not return to, to play and finish, and so they said, you know, I, I'll just withdraw. And so that's what happened here probably. Um, the next one is men's 40 and over doubles. This is another round robin. We have the team of Lex Lindsay and Jody Bingham. Uh, they defeated uh, Flickinger and Jenkins, six love, six love. They also defeated uh, the Humphreys brothers, as we call them, but yeah. it's father and son. Steve and Don Humphreys, six uh, two six one. 6'1. Uh, so uh, Bingham and Lindsey, the winners in the men's 40 doubles division at the Glasgow Open.
1: In men's 40 and over singles, it was also a round robin, and it was um, uh, Hamza Shek, um, the winner. Um, he beat Jackson Grover six three five seven. And then 10-8 in the Super Tiebreak. And then he built, a match. Uh, beat William uh, beat William Flickinger uh, 6-1 and
0: 6-2. In men's B-doubles, we have the team of Jared McDonald and Nathan McQuarrie, uh defeating Burrows
1: and Burrows 6-love, 6-2. In men's B singles, we have Holden okay. Bradburn. Oh, this sorry. is an incomplete. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't I don't, final final I don't know that, that we don't
0: have incomplete. the score. Yeah. So okay. it was either uh, but it was Bradburn or Tomioka. Bradburn and June Tomiooka in the final. Yep. In uh men's C singles, we have Kyle Williams taking the title at Glasgow over Jameson Roberts, Charles Jamison Roberts, six two, six four.
1: In men's open doubles, it was uh, the Morosa brothers. I believe that's uh, Eric and Nicholas uh, who defeated McFaul and McQuarrie 6 3 and 6 3. So uh,
0: McFaul and McQuarrie making it to two uh, finals there men's open singles we have another uh, this is this is actually a walkover that is not being printed here but Lucas McFaul wins this one in a walkover uh, PC personal circumstance uh, uh, over Justin Ham. so uh, congratulations to uh, Lucas McFaul.
1: hey scroll up uh, a little bit uh, so sure. I want to see that semifinal score. What was uh, what was the semifinal score for ham? Wow, look at that one. Um, oh, he defeated Grover um, 11-9 in the Super Tiebreaker. So that was a good yeah. one as well. Yep, lopsided
0: first set there. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, in men's uh, – I'm sorry, mixed uh, 18 and over doubles. Uh, mixed B doubles is what yes. I should have said. Uh, Young and Wolf in a Super Tiebreaker, defeating uh, Barry Burroughs and Cheryl Hensel. Six two three six, 3-6, and then 10-8 in the Super Breaker.
0: Okay, mixed open doubles. Uh, oh, there you go. Trina and I lost to uh, Calden, Doty, and Annie Yates. I think it's Annie. I apologize I mean, if I got right. that wrong. Uh, they, they were great, and they beat us 6-2 to 6-1. One. one more here, Chad.
1: Yeah uh women's open doubles um looks like uh, it was just one match justified that was that was uh Stoball and martin defeating Hensel and rickard seven five and six four all right and that's
0: a look at the results from the uh, glasgow open a good job by uh my mixed doubles partner trina rickard uh she runs two tournaments a year and uh She did well. We appreciate her work. Let's see what's next. We've got some. um, Well, next time uh, we will talk about uh, the change that we made to our schedule. And we ended up having a second tournament in Elizabethtown. Uh, We'll talk about that next time. Also, hopefully we'll have some point standings to look at, if not all the complete uh, point standings for the season. Uh, but first let's look at a couple of upcoming events in tennis around the state, the mountain tennis tournament. I'm sorry. The mountain tennis circuit is having a tournament, uh, this coming weekend. It's the Kenneth Huffman classic and it's in Pikeville, Kentucky. And I think I have, uh, do not have a graphic for that. Actually, I'm sorry. Um, That's September 24th through the 26th. I was not able to find uh, information about a deadline. Um, Also in Owensboro, the KWC Fall Tennis Classic is happening October 1st through the 3rd. That starts on a Friday night. And the deadline for that is this week on Wednesday, September 29th. Um, Search uh, Facebook for uh, Davis County, Owensboro, uh, tennis Association. Stacy. maybe you know the name of that Tennis Association.
2: That's it. Goinsboro okay. Davies County Tennis Association. affiliated right. with center yeah. court.
0: OK, good. And I yeah, also cool. um, on the CKTS Facebook page, I published um, a, a screenshot of their entry form and it's got the, the contact info there if people want to get into that. Uh, there's a lot of tennis action going on all over the Bluegrass State, and USTA Kentucky has the rundown for you to keep up with USTA Kentucky. Visit KentuckyTennis.com or uh, on Facebook and Twitter, at USTA Kentucky. Um, you can look for tournaments, grants, events, team, team activities, and other announcements. Speaking of tennis in Kentucky, we'd be remiss if we did not mention a tragic loss one second here while i share that screen the kentucky tennis world lost an iconic figure recently when julie diddy qualls passed away three weeks ago after a long fought battle with breast cancer she began uh, she began playing tennis at ashland's russell high school when she was in the second grade Before she was a high school star, she was ranked number one in the country in girls' 14 singles. She was also number one in girls' 16 doubles and 21 and under in women's amateur singles. Uh, She won 12 national juniors doubles championships, plus another in singles. In high school, she was a three-time state champion. She was named uh, Kentucky High School Female Athlete of the Year. She went on to be an award-winning collegiate tennis player at Vanderbilt where she was named an All-American. She was awarded the Tennessee Amateur Athlete of the Year and the Vanderbilt University Female Athlete of the Year. She continued to play as a WTA Pro for 10 years. She won a record 38 USTA Pro Circuit titles and played four seasons of World Team Tennis. She competed in the main draws at Wimbledon, U.S. Open, Australian Open, and the French Open, and was a member of the U.S. Fed Cup team. In April of this year, she, along with three former Vanderbilt tennis players, won the World Team Tennis National Championship. She was elected to Vanderbilt Athletic Hall of Fame, Kentucky High School Hall of Fame, USTA Kentucky Tennis Hall of Fame, and the Southern Tennis Hall of Fame. In May of this year, she was inducted as the inaugural member of the Ashland Tennis Center Hall of Fame. She's been an assistant coach at Vanderbilt, Middle Tennessee State, University of Louisville, She's been a youth coach, including giving free tennis lessons at the Ashland Tennis Center. She introduced tennis to nearly a thousand juniors in Northeastern Kentucky. She also served on the USGA Kentucky board of directors, along with other volunteer organizations. She was an inspirational player, coach and leader in Kentucky tennis, and she will be greatly missed. I, uh, I don't know if, if either of you two knew her. I only uh, met her once. Uh, she couldn't have been nicer, um, but I, I, don't, I, I didn't really know her.
2: Well, she, uh, her. she served on the USTA Kentucky board, but one of my favorite um, memories with her is actually um, a wheelchair tennis clinic that we did together where she and Meg Peavy came out to a community center, and we um, we had maybe fifteen kids um, that were wheelchair players, and she just made every single one of them feel like a star. She just had the biggest smile and the most um, encouraging coaching, and um, uh, I just I feel very much like we not only lost um, an incredible tennis player, but just an incredible human being. So. My heart goes out to her family and yeah.
1: I I never met Julie, Chris. Um, We're about the same age and um, you know, some people may not know. I grew up in Indiana and came to Bowling Green uh, to go to school at Western. And um, that was the name that I heard people talk about when they talked about tennis in Kentucky. I mean, you went through her list of accomplishments. She was legendary. Um, you know, people talked about, uh, Julie Diddy and, and her high school career and her college career and her, um, her professional career. And, uh, so she was an icon in Kentucky tennis for many, many years.
0: Absolutely. Let's change gears a little bit. It's time to challenge the call. Are you ready? Cause I need Which everybody's a, input yeah, on just, this. Go ahead,
1: and, and and I'll I'll set this up for you, Chris, because you okay. you talked about something that is is really difficult for uh, tournament directors, and so this challenge the call, um, I, I hate to give it away, um, comes from one of the worst situations you could ever deal with as a tournament director, when you're playing in that tournament, and you just heard the results. I mean, Trina was playing in mixed doubles with you, and playing in women's doubles with Trina. And most of the tennis directors love to play tennis. That's how they get involved in running tournaments. And, you know, there are a lot of years I can't play in mine um, because of situations like like happened where something happens on court. And as as you're getting ready to or playing a match, you have to deal with issues like this one.
0: Certainly. So here's the situation. Here's the hypothetical. If a returner, interrupts a match between the first and second serve to question the score must they give the server a first serve after they settle the discussion so here's here's another way to put it player a serves a fault before they serve they announce a score they serve a fault before they hit their second serve player b says wait a minute what did you say the score was? I don't think that was right. And then they talk about it for a minute and it turns out player A was correct about the score and they agree. Then player A, after that interruption, wants two serves. Player B says, no, it's second serve. Okay, so what's the rule here? Must they give the server a first serve? Do they have to? What do you think?
1: So uh, my answer is player B is maybe not showing proper tennis etiquette, but the rules do not state that you have to give anybody a first serve again. Um, It's encouraged. It's probably what should be done, but I've never seen anything that says for whatever interruption there is, whether it's a ball rolling on the court, whether it is – a a loose animal on the court or a conversation about the score. um, No one is, is required. I think the only thing that is in the rule book about it being required is if you were to have hypothetically a break in between, like a weather break that would force the players off the court, then it might say something about somebody getting a first serve to start but I, I don't think there's anything um, that required player uh, B to, to give player a a, um, um, a a first serve again, but player B especially, but not necessarily um, because they caused the delay. And if there's a, a long delay between first and second serve, you should give someone a first serve out of courtesy and courtesy is a lot about is a lot of what the game of tennis is built upon
0: stacy what are your thoughts
2: um well i would like to phone a friend if that's possible <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're brian sure. Hatch or
2: kathy klein okay <laughs> i'm just kidding um i mean i i feel like chad really covered a lot there so, he did um i mean it i agree as far as etiquette goes that um that would be the proper etiquette to give them another first serve but um as far as friend at court uh i don't have a copy in my hands currently and um i yeah i maybe maybe some of the audiences we're live could give us some thoughts
0: yeah i i agree with chad that it would have been the polite thing to do, especially when player B raises the question and they turn out to be wrong and they accept that they were, yeah, that you're, you're right. I was wrong about, about that question. And then to not give them a first serve. <laughs> I don't know about that, but do they have to, I don't think
1: it's so. not, you know, and and I would also say that player B is in the wrong at which point they question the score. Um, I, I, this is something that I cover with my high school kids. If you have a question about the score, if somebody announces the score wrong, you can do that after the point is played. The, the results of the point still stand. And, and what coaches or even a roving official does in that situation, if there's com- if there's conf- confusion or conflict about what the score is or or anything like that, They'll go back to an agreed point. What's the What's the last time we agreed on the score? And then we'll go. Okay, who won the next point? And who won the next point? And who won the next point? So I, I think that you you the player B should have waited until the point had been played and then said, "Hey, I think you announced the score wrong," because at that point the situation can be rectified. And
0: you know so i was there when this happened i'm i'm not going to say who who it was or anything like that but i was there when this happened and player a left the court to go find the tournament director and ask about this and wanted a ruling on it i don't know if it was worth leaving the court over now i i wasn't i wasn't in that situation so what if i'm serving at uh nine eight in the super tiebreaker and this happens maybe i want to first serve then i don't know where they were in the match it could have been love one in the first i don't know so i don't know
1: we had a comment i think i saw on uh facebook live right right here it is yeah
0: yeah how do you interpret
1: that Whomever is correct on the discussion gets the benefit. So uh, that's from Jason Ford. And that's basically saying that if player B had been right about the score being wrong, then player uh, B would say, no, it's it's a second serve because I was right in the argument. I, I, I mean, that might um, – I still think we're talking about etiquette and yep. talking about yes. um, uh, what is um, the, the right thing to do, mm-hmm. whether, and I think it, it's irrelevant whether or not you were right or wrong, if there was a long discussion that obviously takes the rhythm away from the server, I think the right thing to do is to allow somebody to have a first serve, but especially mm-hmm. when you got it wrong.
0: I'm way too generous with giving, uh, giving, uh, somebody two serves. <laughs> I'll just almost any little thing I, I will do it. And I, I guess I would expect the same courtesy. Sometimes my doubles partner looks at me like, why did you give them two? That ball wasn't even near our court. I said, well, I saw a ball rolling. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, well, Jason, and, and
1: to be fair, to be fair, sometimes, um, I've seen players after that first serve and they'll see a, a, a ball roll back behind the court and they'll they'll say, oh, "Do you want to go get that ball?" because they do want to get a first serve. <laughs> but you know what I, what I you know what I've always found, and this is probably just me because I'm not that consistent of a server, it doesn't matter if I get the first serve. I rarely hit an ace when I get my first serve again. I'm I'm probably going to miss it and have to hit a second serve anyway.
0: Yep. So there you go. Well, if you want to challenge the call by sending us a question such as this, you can send that to challenge at gamesetmatchky.com. Just email it. Uh, Also, uh, you could send a message to us on Facebook or something like that if you wanted to or tweet us. That is going to just about serve out this episode of Game Set Match Kentucky. I want to thank everybody who uh, watched us live and everybody who's listening to this later by podcast. And I hope you will subscribe to this on your favorite podcast app on your mobile device and perhaps give us a good review and a five-star rating. You can visit gamesetmatchky.com for all of our episodes and show notes, etc. Please go to our Facebook page and like it. The page is Game Set Match Kentucky, the podcast. Uh, Go and follow us also on Twitter at Game Set Match KY. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Vision Cabinet Source. Hello, Jason. uh, And Family Medical Centers for their sponsorship. I also want to do uh, one more thing before we're done here. Let me get my uh, pictures loaded up. I wish this could go faster. Want to wish a very happy 60th, 60th birthday to Dave Brown, uh, a longtime friend of mine, a uh, longtime tennis player. And, uh, you know, if you've been uh, w- uh, playing on the CKTS for a while, you've seen Dave around. And uh, we haven't seen him in a while. We do miss him. And hope he'll um, come and play with us again soon. Here's some some pictures of Dave today that I creeped off of his Facebook page. You see him there with uh, John McEnroe. You cannot right. be serious. He's with John McEnroe. Uh, Dave goes to a lot of pro tournaments and, and gets a lot of photos. Big Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, you can see there the picture. And that, that the, the picture where he's sitting courtside, that's from the Atlanta BBT uh, Open. And it looks, he's all sweaty and he's holding a racket. So he must have played in that tournament. And, and I didn't even know that. So yeah. his birthday is this Friday. Uh, hit him up on Facebook and wish him a happy birthday. Or if you know him, text him or call him on Friday when he turns 60 years old. So happy birthday, Dave, from all of us at uh, Game Set Match Kentucky. Happy birthday, Dave!
2: Um, Happy birthday, Stacy!
0: Thank you uh, for being uh, here with us again today. And uh, I know we we won't see you in a work type setting, but I hope that uh, our paths do cross again. And I, I hope you're not a stranger.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Nice Hawkeye tonight. says we are out. 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 Until next time, I'm Chris Godby with Chad Young and special guest Stacy Crowley, and this has been Game Set Match Kentucky.